On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Lynn Power from Masami. Awesome conversation that we had uh, all about a way that she's building a collective, uh, doing pop-ups around the country. Really interesting concept that honestly, I was obsessed with uh, hearing about the ins and outs and how to do it and what works, what doesn't. Really great conversation. You guys are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, How about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news, our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post-iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Someone on my team thought I either had superpowers or woke up at 5 a.m. to crunch client numbers. Turns out, I just used Triple Whale. Yeah, that's what one of their customers said, and he may be onto something. No one has to know the secret weapon to your success is Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform, built to accurately pinpoint your ad spend across networks, making you look like the smartest person in the room. Their robust app helps you clarify your campaign's performance so you can run smarter, faster, more effective ad spends in real time and reap the rewards. Are you a genius? Only one way to find out. Guys, want to take Triple Whale for a spin? Stop by triplewhale.com upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling, your e-commerce brand. Today, I'm joined by Lynn Power from Masami. Lynn, welcome to Secrets to Scaling, your e-commerce brand. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I'm really looking forward to our conversation today, uh, especially with, uh, you know, all that's gone on in e-commerce over the last year or two. You know, things have been a little bit more difficult. Really looking forward to diving into uh, some of these great ideas uh, that you have on the more physical space side. Uh, Before that, tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So I spent 30 years in advertising and marketing. Uh, Yes, I was around for the end of the Don Draper era, which was quite (laughs) interesting. That was the first thing I was thinking of. And you're in the the New York area too, aren't you? I am, yeah. So actually, a number of the agencies that I've worked at, if you've watched Mad Men, have been on that show, which is kind of interesting. But in 2018, I just kind of decided I'd done everything I want to do in advertising. I wasn't enjoying it anymore. My job was... I was running a large agency, so it's very bureaucratic, right? I was dealing I'm sure. with yeah. the finance guys every day, which uh, not my thing. Lots of HR issues. I don't issues. like the finance guys either, Lynn. <laughs> no one does. I feel bad because no one likes them, but then again, they don't make it easy, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to get back to doing what I love, which is building brands. And so I, I left. I was doing some consulting with startups, which I really enjoyed. But then I decided to you know, do my own, which is crazy and fun. And I mean, you know what it's like. It's no, like absolutely. a 20, yeah. 24-7 gig. So now I've got Masami. It is. Yes. yes. So tell, tell us a little bit about that brand. Okay. Yeah. 
So Masami is clean premium hair care. We launched in uh, February of 2020 at New York Fashion Week. It was kind of the last moment in time where things were completely maskless that I can remember. Uh, I only remember about that. Month- February of 2020. Yeah. 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 It's about a month later is when New York decided, okay, this is this thing is real. Got to Got to lock it down. Yeah. And our launch at these fashion week was like overcrowded rooms. Like now people would cringe looking at that because it just feels so like icky. Yeah. Then it was icky for different reasons. But anyway, so yeah, so we launched two years ago and change and we are a DTC plus brand, which to me means like basically, you know, we are DTC oriented, but we're also omnichannel because you have to go where customers are and they're kind of everywhere right now. Is that a, is that a coined term that somebody's used? Cause I love it. I like, cause I think every brand should be DTC plus, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's my term. I don't think anyone's ever used it. I think most people say multi-channel or omni-channel. Yeah. 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 But like to me, saying DTC plus means we really set up as a DTC brand. You know what I mean? Yes. That's like yes. our epicenter, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the center of gravity. And then from there, it was like, well, what else can you build around it? So yeah, it's been an interesting two years. Obviously, the plus side of it has been you know a little challenging getting into salons and retailers and whatnot. Yeah. But I know you want to talk about what we're doing now, which is our pop-up, which it was sort of a, a, a way to take control of this crazy environment and, and create our own experience, really. Totally. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear about that. I, you know, as far as pop-ups are concerned, I think the, the brand that comes to mind first in in doing things a little bit differently, and, and I'm sure that, that he just copied this from somebody else, but uh, Chip Wilson at Lululemon, st- really, they wouldn't go into a market until they popped up there, right? Because they had no idea. They're like, okay, we're going to create a pop-up. I know they, they created a pop-up just recently in the city that I live in, in Abbotsford, about an hour outside of Vancouver, and they're, they didn't open a store. Because it didn't work. It just didn't, they, they didn't hit oh, the numbers they needed to. And so I love that concept. There are, I mean, still in 2022, there's retail, an abundance of retail that place that landlords are willing to allow you to pop up in, right? So that all, I just wanted to let you guys know, like my thoughts on this. I, I love the idea of pop-ups. Um, I think it's absolutely brilliant as a short-term and long-term play. So walk me through your mentality with this pop-up. Where, why did you see the need for it? So... As I mentioned, you know, we're a pretty new brand. We're an indie brand. We don't have outside investment money. So we're totally bootstrapped. And when you're totally bootstrapped, as many people who are bootstrapped can relate to, you have to be super scrappy and you have to find your own opportunities because you can't pay to play with, you know, the big boys. So you you can't really pay to get advertising opportunities like you could if you're L'Oreal or Estee Lauder or whatnot. So um, one of the things that we did over the last two years that worked really well for us was brand partnerships. So we started partnering with like-minded beauty brands in the clean beauty space, skincare, cosmetics, all, all different kinds. And we were able to really leverage each other's following to grow each other's businesses, grow our email list, grow our social following, create content, you know, like it really helps on many, many levels. So we started to do more and more, like just make those relationships deeper and started to do like gift with purchase exchanges. And it's just worked really well. And it costs virtually nothing. I mean, you're sometimes giving away products or whatever, but it's a really affordable way to scale your business. So yeah, great customer acquisition channel, by the way. 
way. Oh, 100%. Let's just stay on yeah. that for one second, because that to me is incredibly interesting, especially for people who understand interdependence, right? It's like, uh, there's a lot of, there, there are still owners out there, yes, in 2022, who don't understand how interdependent we all are together. And that doing something like that is beautiful. Like, you know, find other people who have the same customer as you and sample, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why is Costco the best? Sampling, right? Like it just makes sense. I agree. I mean, so, so, so I kind of, so we came up with this idea of how do we accelerate these partnerships? We came up with this idea of the, the pop-up and yeah. I called up a couple of the brands that we'd worked with a lot over the last couple of years. And I floated the idea and they were like, we're in, this is amazing. So I found a retail partner called Brookfield and they have been fantastic. And they had a need. Is this like is, a, a leasing kind of company or? So they actually are a mall owner slash manager. So they have about 300 properties across the U.S., mostly in okay. premium malls. Right. So, so they're not going to be the like little cool storefront on Melrose Avenue, uh, but they're going to be, you know, the places where we are, like we're in Natick Mall in Massachusetts, which is a really premium mall that has a Tiffany's and a Louis Vuitton and whatnot. So malls obviously have been especially challenged with COVID because it's all inside and people don't want to close quarters. (laughs) Yeah. So, so they had a need, I had a need and our needs aligned. So they needed to get in some, you know, fill their space with some attractive stores, not just, you know, random, you know, cheesy pop-ups. And, and I wanted to go into space that was going to attract the right customer base and be able to get some awareness, exposure, et cetera. So, so we started, the first one was in San Francisco. We launched in Stonestown Galleria and it worked really well. We had committed to two months, but we ended up extending a month. And then they asked me to stay longer. And at that point I I thought, you know what, we kind of did what we needed to do. I think a pop-up becomes less exciting when it's there longer, right? Then it's sort of like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, this is supposed to be sort of a temporary discovery space, but you're here six months, a year. That's not so. So we didn't want to do that. We wanted to move on because also selfishly, I want to get to as many markets as possible yeah. to get our yeah. brand to, to boost as many your people. DTC brand, right? Correct. Correct. It's all yeah. about the brands. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a retailer. Yeah. So they were so happy with the way that it went in San Fran. They found me this incredible space at the Natick Mall. We're actually taking over a body shop, the body shop space. Mm. And it's a really good space. I've got a bunch of the brands from San Fran that are continuing. So just to talk about the brands. So the first one, I was able to basically fill the space with just one degree separation from me and my partners that we'd already worked with. Like they'd be like, oh, I know someone. You got to talk to this person. And so... It was great because everyone was sort of in the circle of trust, if you will. Like, no, mm. you know, we knew everybody or somebody in the collective knew somebody else in the collective. It wasn't like we had like yeah. strangers or strange brands. And that was great because it, it just allowed us to kick off with a really good vibe where it's all about supporting each other and helping each other. And, you know, and the way I put it to the brands, it's like the store is a hub where, where you know, the activity happens. But... There are all these spokes coming out of this wheel that are things like live streaming and content creation and and email list gathering and giveaways that we're doing to help the brands on top of the physical space. So brilliant. And when you actually add up all the the social following with the brands, it's it was over 600,000, which okay, wow. that's not massive, you know, that's not, you know, but it's for a small brand, that's that is massive. Like that's that huge. 6 
Yeah. And of course, then you start to go, wait a minute. It's not just 600,000 people. There's 600,000 people that like clean beauty brands because they're following yes. them. So it's like you start to go, wait a minute, this is pretty interesting. So that was sort of the genesis of the idea. It We learned a lot in San Fran. I mean, a lot about setting it up operationally, a lot about the staffing and how that all worked. And so we're taking yeah. those learnings. We're applying it now to Natick Mall. We're, we're going to be in Natick from September 1st until the end of the year, which is four awesome. months, but it's Great the holidays. So it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We kind of had to do it then. And then from there, hopefully we'll keep it going. We'll go to, I'm, I'm looking at um, Dallas or Houston in the spring, who knows where, you know. This month's sponsor is Triple Whale. Triple Whale's powerful analytics platform clarifies your ad performance across marketing channels, keeping you instantly in the know. Go to triplewhale.com slash upgrowth and use promo code upgrowth for 15% off today. Now back to today's episode. Lynn, walk me through logistically how you're doing this. And obviously, the I think the best episodes that we do on Secrets to Scaling are ones where I'm legitimately interested for me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I tell know. me more for our uh, audience. Yeah, right. This is really this is really for for me because I find this this concept so interesting. Logistically, how how did that work? Are you are you doing some kind of like are you purchasing their product? Is there like one single source, or is it more of like? People are shipping their products and it's more like a consignment sort of deal. What does that look like? Yeah, it's more of a consignment deal. So, you know, we have right now 32 brands. And yeah. so luckily for me, Kristen, who works with me on my team, is extraordinarily detail oriented. And she is a spreadsheet guru. So she literally creates these for, for everything. You know, we have we have spreadsheets for inventory and shipping tracking, right? So when a brand comes on board, they literally put in all the products they want to sell, the pricing, the amount they're selling. And then we have column four. Do you want to participate in the giveaway? If so, you have to add an extra product. Do you want to gotcha. give out samples? Add an extra 20 here. Do you want to give out products for our media and influencer kits that we're mailing out? Great. Send 20 of those. So, you know, that's the way it works. And they just basically send everything. And then we manage the whole thing. We staff the store. We do all the displays and signage. We want it to look not like a hodgepodge of individual brands, but brands yeah. coming together as a collective, right? So there were brands that had said, hey, can we put our own signage and stuff? And I was like, no, sorry. As much as I would love to let you do it, 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 the intent is not that you're buying a shelf and you can do whatever you want to that shelf. It's you're part of this bigger thing. Yeah, you're part, totally. I, and I think that that's, that would be the worry so it doesn't turn into like an as seen on TV kind of store, right? Where it's like exactly a, a beautifully curated place that they get to participate in, but with the rules of the collective. With the rules of the collective. So so yeah. what I learned though from San Francisco is that I was too loose on some of the rules. So going mm. into Boston or tightening those up, for example, like not all the founders, even though they were like, oh yeah, 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 we'll do all that stuff. Then when it came time to like actually share out, you know, promote it on their socials, some of them were just not good. They just didn't do it. Yeah. They didn't, they weren't yeah. engaged. They didn't. So there were brands. So I, I kind of found that there were the heavily engaged brands, which are maybe half of the brands. And those are the ones continuing okay. to Boston. And then there were some that were ambivalent and then some that were just like, no, very transactional. I only care about mm. the sales and store. I don't want anything to do with any of the rest of it. And those were mm. not good because, you know, everyone else is contributing and sharing and doing totally. stuff for all the brands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking treating it more like a wholesale kind of relationship. Yeah, and it's or like... Or even sub sub that. <laughs> 
Yeah. So to me, it's like, there's no point in doing it if that's your attitude, because you just bring it, you just bring everybody down. So we kind of weeded out those ones, got a bunch of new brands for Boston, which I'm excited about. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. But back onto your question about like logistics and how to manage it. The staffing is a really critical piece. One of the things we learned is that when a founder is in the store, the sales for everybody go up like threefold. Ah, interesting. And I think it's just because it's like, you're curious, I'm curious, all the founders are, right? And they know clean beauty and they know the business, even though they may not know my brand intimately, they know enough to be dangerous. Let's face it. They know what chemicals totally. And they know that they know the mission of clean beauty. They know the mission. Exactly. So, so when a founder's in the store and I spent a lot of time in the store in San Francisco, it's easy for me to sell, you know, other people's products. And when yeah. you get a customer in who's interested in clean beauty, and you start to talk to them and find out what their issues are, what their challenges, what they're looking for. Then I'm, oh my God, you got to try this mask from Hear Me Raw. Or you got to try mm. this deodorant from Simpure. Or, oh my God, you have trouble yeah. sleeping. We've got this CBD supplement from Impact Naturals that I take every night. Like, oh my God. you know. So yeah. it just becomes yeah. a lot easier to like do that when you've got somebody and you're talking to them and it's, it, it, you know, and they're interested. They're, they're, they're there to learn and discover and, and it's all about that. So... I had staffed the store in San Francisco with interns from USF, paid interns from USF. And the reason I did that, because I wanted kids that were marketing savvy. I call them kids because my kids are the same age, you know? So it's like, they are to me, they're kids. But um, I wanted like marketing savvy staff because I wanted them to be making content, Texture Tuesday videos, you know, TikToks. They actually set up my TikTok account for us. And now one of them (laughs) has continued on to basically manage the Instagram account and all the social, which is great because she's good at it. Yeah. But what they weren't as good at at was the the real deep passion and knowledge of clean beauty and the ability to sell. And so, Mm. you know, what I found would happen is when customers weren't in the store, they'd be on their cell phone, you know, doing, doing whatever they're doing on their own social media. They're not like going out into the mall, talking to people, getting them in, you know, it's like, so we, then we started, then I decided, okay, well, to fix that, I'm going to create flyers that the staff has to pass out to get people into the store. And that actually worked quite well. And I'm surprised that other stores and malls don't do this because we were like the only ones doing it where we just printed out flyers and said, hey, free samples with every purchase, enter our $2,500 giveaway, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and, the, and I would say to the kids, okay, two of you are, because I tried to have two people on staff at any given time so that one person could be out doing stuff and the other person's handling customers and checking out and all that. And, and that was like, okay, who's doing what? Like one of you has to, and it worked pretty well, although they're definitely, they didn't like it, you know, and clearly any opportunity to slack off and not do it, they, they, they would take just cause it's like, I get it. It's like, you, you know, you have to go out and actually hand them out to people. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I totally understand. Uh, Lynn, I got to ask you the question. I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, what is your secret to scaling? Oh boy. I think it's community. To me, that is the secret because if you can build the community, then you, and and I'm talking about a community with Conscious Beauty Collective, that's founders, but also your customers, you know, because that's where you get so, you know, one customer tells another, tells another, people start recommending, you know, you get great reviews, like that's the foundation that you need to scale. Because if you don't have that, it's like, you're just filling a leaky bucket and it's really hard. So it's 
crazy to me in 2022 that we don't un- that a lot of founders and I think bootstrap founders in particular don't understand that that community interdependence that we all have on each other because we all are self-made people right we're like oh we can just do it on our own right but it's beautiful in the founder community right like with with this collective that you've built and then also on the community side of of your brand and like you know some of the the arguments people make against the communities for their customers is like well they're going to complain in there and you know they're like oh i don't want them talking to each other uh, which is just again seems like a very funny argument to me when who cares if they do don't you want to know don't you want to know from your from your community yeah, so, I agree. It's quite you. interesting. But I think I think um, at the end of the day, you know, people like to feel appreciated, connected. They want to feel respected, you know. So, uh, you know, and that's why also being transparent and accessible, like my cell phone numbers on the website, you know, if somebody if somebody has a question, you know. Wow. Just being able to, you know, not that people have hair emergencies often, but, you know, you never know, right? Yeah. Just, just being able to sort of connect on that level. And I have had people call and they'll say, you know, they'll ask me something and they'll go, oh, you've been so helpful. I'm going to, I'm going to write a note to, so you, so to your boss and let them know. And I just kind of chuckle, right? Cause I don't say, oh, I'm the founder, <laughs> you know, but it's like, they think they're being helpful by, by doing that. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's good. They, they obviously, you know, a- appreciated the, uh, the information. So yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Lynn, I got three more questions uh, left for you. I hope that you were ready. Of course. All right. Uh, first question, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Hmm. I'm a big fan of Canva because it does simplify my life a lot and I use it daily. So I would say that's probably the, the favorite right now. What a world changing app. Can, like democratizing graphic design. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, you still have to have an eye, but it's like you want to whip together something really quick. I can even do it. And I'm definitely not a design, design guy. Canva is incredible. You know, it really is because also the, for me, the thing that makes it super useful is like the resizing. So you can create something and then you can like, oh, somebody needs it as a square, you know, like stuff that you'd have to go to other websites and do, you know, now it's like, no, I can just resize everything and do it all in Canva and I can give different dimensions to different people and, uh, or different sites that I'm on or whatever. And that works really well. So, I mean, having said that, if you're a bad designer, Canva, it doesn't solve for bad design. So no. <laughs> you know, there, there's that, but I do love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, second question for your favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now. How can you ask that as a podcaster? I have to say yours. <laughs> I, <laughs> right? I should say besides this podcast, the obvious choice is this podcast. We'll go with another one. The obvious choice. <laughs> the obvious choice is this podcast, of course. I mean, look, I listen to a lot of, I do a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, there's some that I, you know, really enjoy, but for like, for my personal pleasure, I, I, I do like a little Joe Rogan. I won't, I won't lie about that. I don't know. It's probably overused, but you know, I haven't like heard Joe listening. Rogan for a while. No one's, no one said him for a while. So oh, really? Like, okay. Like he had a great interview with Miley Cyrus, which was fascinating, you know, cause he goes deep. He goes, he does like three hours with somebody. I mean, you've got to let your guard down after the first hour, you know, it's yeah. just the way it is. So I, that's why I really enjoy his podcasts and the Mike Tyson one. Amazing. Oh, I haven't oh, yeah. listened to that. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, cool. that's worth it. 
I got one more question for you here, Lynn. Uh, if you could sit down with anybody, you get an hour with them. Uh, they have to be alive. You can have coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever you like. Can't be Elon Musk. Who would it be? Can't be Elon Musk. I was going to say Elon Musk. Well, everyone okay. was saying Elon for so long. I was like, no, 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 no. Let's get some other people in there. Um, okay. So then if it can't be Elon, I think I'd actually love to talk to Jessica Alba about her, how she built that company. Ah, well, first of all, she's hot. So, you know, <laughs> everyone can appreciate that. Yes, I am married to a man, but it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little eye candy. Well, it's also 2022. You can just say whatever, you know, it's all good. <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> that gets you in trouble. That gets you in trouble, actually. No, no, no. Sorry, not say whatever. <laughs> That's, yeah, that yeah. is not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so no, but I think I think she's done an incredible job as a business person building building the Honest Company, and that that I would love to understand. You get under the hood about yeah. about that because a lot of celebrity brands, you know, they don't really get involved. Their their names, I, I feel like in her case, it's not the, it's not true. Like she's really done a lot, and yeah, I just would love to learn more about that secret sauce behind it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Good answer. Uh, Lynn, <laughs> so good to chat with you. Uh, where can people connect with you and then find out uh, more about your collective and your brand? I'm easy to find. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm also on pretty much most social channels as Lynn Powered, but you can also follow up, follow Masami, Love Masami Hair is our social handle everywhere, or go to our website, lovemasami.com. Conscious Beauty Collective, hit me up. Um, we have an Instagram, Conscious Beauty Collective Shop. You can always DM us there. Check it out. Cool. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.